Welcome aboard the Little Red Bandwagon, the show about the show, Too Beautiful to Live. On Fridays, we often take you down TBTL memory lane, including interviews with fans, clip shows of TBTL, and if we're feeling really navel-gazy, shows of our own show, clip shows of our own show. But this is a Monday, so we're here to bring you a recap of last week's Mothership. My name is Mike Frizzell, the jail dude a veteran podcaster coming to you from the Deer Blind Studios in the Mountain Room at the Ranch in Manchac, Texas, and joining me from the Sticker Butter Studios in New Brighton, Minnesota, it's Anne with the Planned Lundholm. Good morning, Anne. Good morning, Mike. And from middle-aged momish-type studios in swanky Highland Park, Texas, it's Hillary H. Baum Livingston Butler. How are you, Hillary? I'm great. I'm actually HP adjacent. My parents moved when we graduated, but I'm close to North oh. Park, so that's all that matters. All of you Dallas people will understand that. But I'm good. How are you guys? Very well. Um, and speaking of your uh, of your parents, uh, we're recording on Sunday. So happy Father's Day to Michael, who yes. we know listens. Yes, he does. Happy Father's Day, Dad. I love you. Even though I wouldn't let you have a cameo. Today. <laughs> Dad, get out of here. It's my show. That that has to be on the table someday, though. We of course. Need to, we need to do a parent uh, round table. Let's maintain the, the mystery. <laughs> my uh, yeah, I could have my dad on. He'd be like, What is this? What what is going on? And why are you uh trash talking my great nephew? Uh anyway, uh we are gonna do some uh we're going to talk some LRB business. We don't have a lot today. We'll give you our piping hot takes on the recap. Keep some house and then let you know how to get involved. I'm an ideas man. I'm usually bad at business, but today I'm going to handle the business because there's not much to do. The <laughs> The main business on the table is, um, you know, we moved away from the insect museum and Kyle and we moved to the, the pastoral ranch in Manchac which is Buda and thus Kyle adjacent. But, uh, and we've really had a peaceful life here. There's a lot of wildlife out here, deer, roadrunners, you know, uh, all kinds of stuff out here. Lately, things have taken a little turn for the poisonous, though. We found a dead scorpion in our bedroom a couple weeks ago. Uh, th- thankfully, a dead scorpion, and we're, we don't know how it got in. Um, there's there, suspect number one is always Abby on things <laughs> like this because she's very interested in any, any outdoor critter and trying to kill it. She doesn't know that these things are dangerous. Thankfully, no snakes yet, no coral snakes or, or rattlers. Uh, this week, um, I was awakened to my wife who has an office in the yard. Uh, you know, she has her, her uh, freestanding office back there and she was screaming, Abby, no, stop it. And and so I am unable to I, I'm able to sit bolt upright in bed quickly, but getting outside quickly, not in my uh, not in my wheelhouse as I have to strap on to artificial legs. So. While I was putting on, while I was putting on my legs, and trying to figure out what was going on outside, uh, Emily came in and she had she had uh, I guess put put Abby up in the office and she came in and told me that there was a tarantula Ugh. outside and I think this tarantula had been around for a while because Abby has been going crazy trying to um, dig under a rock right outside the bedroom and 
there also once we started looking around, we we think we found the tarantula's hidey hole in the yard because you know they're not web spinners; they are, yeah. you know, hide in the ground and then jump out and 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 get things to eat type uh, type spiders. So uh, Abby somehow survived this encounter because uh, um, Emily said she was attacking the tarantula and it did not either shoot the barbs, which they will do. It had, they have barbs that they can. Um, uh, send out and keep away predators, Ugh. and she didn't get bit by the tarantula either. Um, so the tarantula eventually went away that day, and then uh, the next appearance from the tarantula was uh, yesterday or the day before. I can't remember which. Uh, turned up dead in the yard. We had a um a friend over who was giving us an estimate on um screening in our porches, and he found the tarantula uh dead out in the yard yeah. so um close inspection of abby's face revealed no no war injuries <laughs> but she is definitely suspect number one in in killing this uh <laughs> large large pretty beautiful arachnid i've only seen one tarantula in the wild i saw one i think at the at the um smithsonian there, there's an insect museum in in dc uh, when i was living there i think i saw a tarantula there the, the only other encounter i had with with one was um I was driving in uh, the Northwest Hills of Austin and I was going down this, down this hill uh, far West and this beautiful, huge tarantula was crossing the road. And I I, I saw it in time to get it between my wheels because I didn't want to smash it. When, when spiders get that big, it just feels kind of, I don't know. It feels like gross to (laughs) smash it. And, And also they approach, they approach the, like the, um, the gravity of a uh, an animal, you know, of like a mm-hmm. yeah. a mammal, you know, and I I don't know, maybe they are mammals. I don't know science, but but you just like it feels mammals. like more like murder than self defense <laughs> at some point as, as the thing gets larger, you know. I don't know. So those those are my two encounters with uh, tarantula. I actually didn't encounter this one this week. It was all all Emily and probably Abby. When we lived in, uh, we Dave and I used to live. Sorry, this is an Austin-specific podcast, apparently. But when we, uh, Dave and I first moved to Austin, we lived in Northwest Hills. We lived in an apartment there, and it was awesome. I know, I know those apartments really well. Those are nice. They're so nice, but they uh, every once in a while, and we didn't have a dog then. And every once in a while, you would just have a. It was a baby scorpion. They weren't that big, but they would just Mm -hmm. saunter in. I don't know if it's like the presence of deer or something because I don't get them in my house now. But in Northwest Hills, we got them all the time and i did step on yeah. one once and that was that sucked oh yeah. Yeah. yeah like tarantulas are generally not lethal as, yeah. as are scorpions but it's not pleasant no it's, it's not, not going to be a good time <laughs> if something happens there i'm starting to feel a lot better about the two chipmunks that have taken up <laughs> residence underneath my patio <laughs> L- lrb chipmunks uh-huh <laughs> You've got like a Cinderella thing going on. They're like birds and chipmunks kind of like making dresses and stuff. <laughs> and Mike and I are going to get murdered by huge tarantulas. <laughs> yeah. So that's ranch life. That's my ranch life uh, stump date for this week. Uh, do we have any uh, throw your phones that'll that go under the uh, general category? We do. We have, as you can expect, there's been a lot of talk about hitchhiking uh, amongst the tens this week, um, and we got a couple that I thought were good general 
uh, comments that I wanted to start off with from Kalina. She says, listening to two people plan a trip I'm not going on is almost as interesting as listening to someone recount a dream I was not in. This week of TBTL <laughs> is why the good Lord invented 1.5x listening speed. Hmm. Oh, God, yes. <laughs> this week was something else, wasn't it? Yes. I don't I just get more frustrated listening to them plan their trip because they they just don't they don't get it. They're no. they're not going to get it. No. You know. No. There's not a lot not... of critical thinking that's going on in all of this. Yeah, baseball mitts, you know, that's <laughs> What states are we going through? Astronaut helmet or whatever. Did y'all watch the Hey Dummies video? Mhm. Yeah. Is that a hat? Is that really a hat? No, I'm backpack? sure it's not. <laughs> I'm sure it's something that attaches to the rest of the pack. Because, yeah, like if, I don't know. And and he was surprised that the backpack fit. Like, there are straps. <laughs> straps are adjustable. The backpack's going to fit almost anyone, you know? <sighs> I just found it very frustrating because um there was not very much hashtag content this week apart from yeah this unfocused discussion about the hitchhiking trip and some of that was funny but it was all like one big exercise and stream of consciousness so there was very little structure to anything and very little that i found interesting they could have dedicated a show to planning of the trip and just had like bulleted items and it would have been to me interesting. Sure. You know, like if they were actually getting something accomplished or demonstrating their, their ignorance or whatever, it would have been more interesting than just the angst. And then the, you know, kind of half acidly, I don't even want to say planning. I don't want to give it that gravity. Discussion about how I need to, wear black t-shirts in Mississippi in the middle of summer because oh, that's yeah. the most flattering to me. Well, I would go with a turtleneck because I'm Steve Jobs, you know. But, uh, <laughs> Jesus, black t-shirts. He's going to regret that. Any black uh, clothing items are going to be regrettable as uh, Hillary has pointed out. Uh, yes. Much of the country now is uh, locked in uh, 95 to 100 degree plus temperatures and uh, the heat index is not your friend either no I mean I lived in Memphis for a summer I, I usually would come home but I lived in Memphis for a summer and it was while it's temperature wise maybe cooler than like a Dallas or whatever it is so humid it is intensely yeah, it's humid. worse yeah. yeah you're just sweating immediately when you go outside and there's nothing there's no difference between like not, like in Seattle I imagine that when it's the middle of the su- uh, middle of the day and it's warm. As soon as the sun goes away, it gets chilly in this in the mm-hmm. south or Midwest. It does. It doesn't matter if it's night or no. day. The sun is not really the like heating source. It's just the humid air that is making you, you know, basically need to take a shower all the time. I predict the top story of the hitchhiking trip is going to be their discomfort yes. with the heat. Yeah, because the you know the, it's going to be a long time between rides. I think. They will get some rides and uh, some tens will probably triangulate and find them. Yeah. But uh, there will be long stretches on highways, which are, <laughs> you know, it's quite hot uh, out there. And, and you will 
you will get blisters through your, even if you're not walking, you'll get blisters through your um, shoes. Like um, if you, if you've ever played like baseball in a very hot place with like artificial turf, uh, your feet will blister. Yeah. Just, it's just a fact. Cause it's like where your feet are sitting. It's like 125 to 130 degrees yeah. where, where your head is. It's a hundred with, 90% humidity, but where your feet are, it's worse and it's going to be real, real bad. So Kalina, I, I, I wasn't as bored as you, but I was frustrated. Kalina, I was bored. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's go on to the second throw your phone, which I think is excellent from park park has great comments. Keep them coming. He says, I don't have any concerns about the guys hitchhiking. They're large adult sons. They'll be fine. I do think it's hilarious that Luke thinks that a Mormon family will pick up two men. Maybe some middle-aged momish types will come in clutch. What made me throw my phone was the notion that this trip is somehow a money-saving venture. I'd love to hear some TBTL on the spot math calculating how stretching a 14-hour drive over five days and five nights in a hotel saves money <laughs> well i hope they plan on giving people some gas money when they get picked up too well they got three choices right <laughs> yeah and money's and only one of only them only andrew part participates in in <laughs> one of them <laughs> so i don't know if that leaves the third for luke i suppose but I laughed at Park's notion of TBTL on the spot math, which is famously <laughs> terrible. I think if they sat yeah. down with a calculator and a pencil and a piece of paper, they still wouldn't understand. <laughs> I think this is why Luke has such cost bad of credit. This trip. <laughs> <laughs> right. Because, yeah, they they could just, uh, I mean, they could, uh, I don't know. It's it's frustrating, but they, they could have uh, just rented a car and driven down there in one day. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> and they could have gone back ways to, you know, like, don't get on the highway. That's the whole whatever. That was their whole plan. Like, don't get on the highway. Just take back roads to from mm-hmm. Minnesota to Columbus. But we'll see. I mean, to be fair, I'm like intrigued as to what's going to happen. You know, yeah. with that, with the um, RV, I kind of thought that they played it safe a little bit. Sometimes it was like, uh there wasn't, I mean, not to be Luke about it, there wasn't that, that much adventure because they were both so scared. No. Like, they just kind of, like, went from place to place and didn't go outside of their comfort zone. With this, they're going to have to go outside of their comfort zone. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, it was just anxiety about being able to handle that large a vehicle. Yeah. And after you've driven it for two hours, you're like, okay, well, I can drive a large vehicle. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but with the service engine soon light on, that's where the <laughs> drama came on. That's true. <laughs> that was great. That was great. Yeah, it's it's working. You know, what the drama part of it is working. Oh, I mean, absolutely. They, Luke's not wrong about that. Yeah. Yeah. I I've just as I stated before, I'm just uncomfortable with the uh the hobo lifestyle cultural tourism part. Right. Of it. Yes. The yes. the other thing that Park brought up in this that I have been thinking about all week is the idea that they're going to be fine. I mean, the tizzy that has been the Stens page over the, oh my God, I'm so worried about them. I'm like, all right, guys, this is still America. Yeah. <laughs> they have wallets It's not your 14-year-old daughter who's going on this Right. Trip. Yes. They have cell phones. They are they white. 
Exactly. Mm-hmm. They have some problem-solving skills. I know it doesn't seem like it, but they do. But They're going to be okay. I'm sure Andrew has more than $500 limit on his credit card. <laughs> right. I do, for some reason, imagine, and I don't know why this whole time, I'm like imagining them not being able to like use their credit cards or use a cell phone. And all of a sudden, I was like, wait, this isn't like the amazing race. Like They're not being challenged to do this like no. on their wits and skills. They have money and technology. They're going to be fine. Mm-hmm. And it's I really don't think it's going to be some old pickup pulls up to them and it's some guy is like you want a ride boys i can i can give you a ride if you people give train me a ride. runs out of stubville no it's that's not gonna happen it's, it's fine this is not deliverance hopefully yeah, it's just they're gonna they're gonna do a lot of sweating they'll be yep. they'll be you know that's it that's it a lot of sweat well, a lot of sweat a lot of anxiety a lot of discussion about those two things. Oh, boy. <laughs> Here we go. Is it too soon to request the week off from next week's recap? <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're excused. I, I want to come and talk about it. I really do. I really do want to talk about this. Whatever happens. This debacle. <laughs> so the, um, the, the show that they're doing in... Mississippi is they're doing it on Saturday? Saturday, Sunday? I assume Saturday. Saturday. Okay. And that'll be the Monday show. Yeah, because Luke has okay. to do the eight hour drive up to Illinois for the monster truck story. Boy, talk oh, about right. someone who is over scheduled. Yeah, but you know. I think he kind of likes it though. I mean, he complains about it, and I know he wants to be home, but, you know, as much as he's like, if I never perform again, that would be fine. He loves it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Um. Well, that's a good transition into Monday, if you guys are ready. Sure. Yep. Number 2659, IHOB Bob. You guys, that was just a sad, sad attempt at a title. Um. And my first note is that Luke is overscheduled for the week he has this two-day microsoft shoot that he's doing plus Addie is graduating from college and they're hosting a party on saturday um i mean i know carrie's going to be doing the lion's share of the work for that i'm sure because there's no way that luke's going to be able to do that so that's great and congratulations Addie. and i think we did see a picture of her and luke at graduation and that's yeah great um, the funniest thing in this show was that they have just found out that somebody at APM thinks that there's going to be a live kickoff show at 7.30 a.m. in St. Paul on Monday morning for this road trip at the Forum at the NPR and did you, building. did you let your, let your work know that you're going to be a little bit late on Monday? Uh, yeah, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. You are the uh, fan base for the... Uh, <laughs> Minneapolis live show. <laughs> ah, that's hilarious. I don't know that there's even any more discussion on that other than that's pretty funny. Somebody thinks that DBTL is a bigger deal than it is. <laughs> I would have gone. I would have gone to a early morning live kickoff show. I think that would have been great. But uh Yeah, but but and you're you're not you're not the typical fan. Most most of us go to these events so we can get our drink on, you know. <laughs> 
true. And and even I even I'm not gonna like crack the bottle at uh, six thirty <laughs> on a Monday in the morning. No, no. Tuesday, maybe, but not on a Monday. Bobby will just Irish up that coffee at the drop of my hat. <laughs> sure, so. sure. Bobby will red-eye it out there. He'll already be half in the bag by the time he gets to the show. Um, Boy. Then Andrew talks for a long, long, long time about... How he finally got his chance with his new used Walkman and his new used mini boombox to play with his cassettes that he's been hauling around all these years. There's a lot of talk about the Doors. Oh. He's a Doors fan. And um, how he broke a lamp at Goodwill but didn't have to pay for it. <laughs> that was that was all right. The guy at the Goodwill going, oh, that's the ugliest sin. No one's going to buy that shit anyway. <laughs> and... Honestly, that's all the stomach I have for Walkman talk. Really. I <laughs> it has so passed its expiration date as far as I'm concerned. I I agree. Anybody? I no, I agree. I mean it's it wasn't a good technology. It's not like vinyl or something where, you know, I could see the kind of granular um appeal to it. It's like shitty tapes that don't the sound isn't good and he i mean at least he sort of realizes that he's trying to recapture something in his youth but it's it's like okay let's move on give the tapes need to go or listen play with them all you want and take a walk down that memory lane but not everything is content for the show it really isn't andrew look at that tape who plays bass there's no bass man i really really hate i have never gone through a doors phase i remember people having the poster up in college and it would like make me mad and there's a there's a (laughs) quote from uh, almost famous which i like loved when i was right after college and it's lester bing saying jim morrison is a drunken buffoon posing as a poet (laughs) and i'm like that's right Very good movie. I watched it again recently. So good. It really holds it's up. so good. But yeah, I that whole Doors. I love Andrew, but like he is into the Doors and to you know all of this sort of slam poetry style music. I would have been like, absolutely not. Get this nerd out of yeah, here. Yeah, you're not allowed to make fun of Common if you're if you're listening <laughs> to the Doors. <laughs> and Andrew, I know you're listening, man. I know you're listening. I know you're listening. Hello, mahalo. <laughs> Well, let's go on to a better part of the episode, which was the Dazzling Donor shout-out to our very own Christy Wise. And Christy's shout-out to Jordan, who she calls the OG Time Bandit. I met Jordan one of the times that I was in Seattle. He used to work with Christy. He's moved on now. But he was always, like, three to four weeks behind on TBTL. So (laughs) right about now is the point where he would be coming over to Christy's desk and being like, so... Luke got in a Twitter fight with some woman about memes? <laughs> like Jordan, we've moved past It's kind of cool to have someone like that, but because by the time they come to you with the issue, it's all been hashed yes. out. You know, you you have a fully formed opinion on it. Yep. You know, you can really put it in a nutshell for them. Yep. And um, Christy sent a whole string of TBTL emojis, which she told us was because... The APM people told her that her message could only be a hundred words or less, which is 
ridiculous. If you're paying that much money, they shouldn't put a word limit on your message. And so she just wanted to subvert the system. So she did it all in emojis. Smart girl. Yep. That has lived on in the Stens page that is providing a lot of people a lot of enjoyment. So great job, Chicken, Christy. toilet, beer, stuff like that. <laughs> a lot of people. I love, Anne, that you said a lot of people. <laughs> Not inclusive. Very Trumpy. A lot of people are saying. Uh, top story for the day. Are we approaching a potential cure for baldness? Of course, this is the top story for Luke. Um, there is some new drug on the horizon, but they actually never got down to the specifics of what this potential cure was because we got more into the question of would you do it? How much money would Mm -hmm. Andrew pay if he could cure his baldness problem? Neither one of them has a huge problem so much, although I guess they both wear caps so often I don't know if I would know. But uh, Andrew's like, no, no money, no money. <laughs> I would not. Yeah, yeah, me either. But but I I get it. I mean, I, a lot of a lot of people their identity is tied up in their hair. But those are people with better hair than me. You know, <laughs> my hair sucks. Emily asked me to grow my hair after we met. You know, because she was like, why do you always shave your head? You should grow your hair. So I said, okay, I grew my hair. After a few years, she was like, yeah, you can. Uh, that can go. You can look at <laughs> Go back to to baldness. Luke made the comment that some guys' whole lives revolve around their hair, and I was like, "Hmm, some guys, huh? Who are these yeah, some, some guys? People, some people are saying that their hair means a lot to them. I don't know. I mean, I'm not one of them. Mm. <laughs> yeah, Hillary, Dave has a beautiful head. He of hair. does. Dave has. Do you, great do you hair. think if he was going bald, he would pay? Because I, I would probably gift him my. My five thousand um, dollars that I would have. I wonder if he would pay. I I think that the concept is so foreign to him losing his hair that it would. Uh, I I think he would maybe pay, but it would have to be a pretty like low cost solution. But uh, but it's just never been a problem. And he's now he's forty six, so I assume it's not that it's happen. probably not going to happen. Also, Happy Father's Day, Dave. If you're listening this deep in, I love you. Um, <laughs> anyway, um, but yeah, I, and my dad also has a lot of hair, so I feel like it's so foreign to me to like the men, that's not foreign, but it just seems like all the people I'm surrounded by men with like these heavy heads of hair, but I do feel like it probably is a, you know, it kind of is a mind fuck a little bit, but I don't know. Once you're you're over it then it's like I don't at some point I don't know it just is like the vanity has to go away because it's it's not worth worrying about it that much and especially if you're a man it you're yeah it doesn't matter like I mean Luke kind of did allude to this like you can you can be a man lose your hair and it's not like oh god what's wrong with him Ooh, he looks old because mm-hmm. you don't have a sell-by date when you're a man you can kind of just age graceful gracefully just Peter Sagal that yes son of a exactly bitch. hey and I just saw that Peter Sagal got married and one she's his wife is very good looking and two looks um not his age so he's oh, really? fine yeah go, go Twitter <sighs> dad why does that always make me so angry <laughs> I know when I saw that I was like wow okay it really does show you where a woman's value lies yep. even to somebody who is smart and accomplished yep. and uh, woke mm-hmm. as Peter Sagal. I know. Just I know. Makes, a, makes a girl I mean, sad. maybe I'm assuming a lot, but she she looked like a young lady, and he is not a she, young man. She she's probably great. She, 
I'm she's sure. probably smart and ambitious and because if not I'm going to go and hit him on <laughs> the back of the head <laughs> someday <laughs> um I would say that the the sad thing about this conversation is Andrew says that he's not going to spend any money on this because there are so many other things that he would want to work on before he even addressed baldness. Like there are so many worse things about his appearance. Mm-hmm. And that made a lot of sense. Yeah, that that runs into my own uh issues where in my darkest day I think about you can put lipstick on a pig but it's still a pig and yeah. now it just looks like a ridiculous pig so why what's hair gonna help is yeah. what Andrew is thinking really when there's the rest of me there so that's oh my makes me feel bad because he's great Peter Sagal married somebody's great granddaughter <laughs> Wow. Wow. Whoa. I was like, is that his daughter? Wow. Okay. <laughs> I mean, this she's getting carded. She's getting carded. I mean, and probably will need fake ID to get that drink. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yes. Yes. All right. We anyway, now we have, we got to stop the show here for a minute. <laughs> we got to find out about Peter Sagel's wife. There's nothing about her. It's all about him. Right? It was a very like, he is, I am subservient to him, which just seems weird. I was looking at it this morning and I was very confused. Ugh. All right. <laughs> I'm mad at you, Peter Seigel. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure, I'm sure the girl's mom is good looking too. Just marry the mom. <laughs> Um, oh, the final thing about this baldness stuff is Luke makes fun of the, what's, capitalist, capitalist something, the baldness cap that looks like a ball, a ball cap, but is a laser baldness helmet and asserts that, now this is ridiculous. (laughs) That guy's, I agree with him. Have you looked at it? Somehow it is worse because it's like you're trying to perpetrate. It is not. It is just as ridiculous as the helmet he wears. I think it's worse because the helmet is just like, I've got a laser baldness helmet. The ball cap is like, I have a laser baldness helmet, but I I, 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 I still have a cool young guy cap on. I'm just a regular guy. I'm going to go guy. play some baseball with my, my cap. Nobody is going out in public wearing that thing. You cannot tell the, me that anybody is trying the, to disguise their baldness cap to wear or the advertising photos they do they show them like in a convertible you know (laughs) it's pretty great but uh but no i agree with luke on this completely it is more i mean laser baldness helmet 9.9 out of 10 ridiculous laser baldness ball cap 10 10 (laughs) out of 10 ridiculous Guys, just get a penis pump and be done with it. <laughs> yeah, or just a cod piece. I mean, it's less work. <laughs> Some of those rounder bum underwear. <laughs> She'll be oh, fine. Yeah. <laughs> um, and finally, on Monday, IHOP changed their name to IHOB because they're now making burgers. And my comment is people are dumb and I don't care. Does anybody care? <laughs> No. Does anybody care about this? I mean, I guess they did a good job as they were talking. They did a good job in that people were interested, but I don't give a shit. Nope. 
Is it going yeah. to make me more likely to go to IHOP? Absolutely not. No. I'm going to Kirby no. Lane. That's where I'm going in Austin. Hell yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's, it is just stupid. Yeah. Hillary, if, if you were in Austin, we would be at Kirby Lane at, by 1230 yes, today. Yes, exactly. Having having burgers, pancakes, whatever. <laughs> and a mimosa. There's no reason and a mimosa. For, for IHOP. <laughs> right, right. All right, Hillary, please take us to Tuesday. All right. It's called Pump It Down. Andrew starts off like his usual sort of like, you know, he has to kind of rejigger the show right when he gets on. Right. Um, right. But he talks about his auto um, email response, which I think I've received before. Um, and mm-hmm. it's one of those things that like for the tens, it's kind of funny. Um, but for the outside, it's it's just a little bit. The abusive line, I mean, I didn't ever take offense to it, but to somebody that's emailing you that doesn't really know you, they're like, wow, okay. Um, so yeah, I think that it was just a joke that kind of ran its course and that maybe he needs well, to change it. To be fair, that is his his um, his show account yes. and not his personal account. Yeah, it's not like his Gmail so, account or anything. Yeah, right. so I mean, if, if someone's emailing that, you know... And they don't know the show, then it's not kind of on them. Yes. If they... And then they did say, like, if they don't get the joke, then we don't want them. But I mean, whatever. It's it's just one of those things that I think Andrew's stores to stress out about. And it's like, well, just change it if you don't like it or, you know, if you right. feel bad about it, move on. Yeah. Um, if only it was a problem that could be solved within like three <laughs> minutes. Just No, you can't. It's just there permanently. That's what it's going to have to worry about it forever. <laughs> <laughs> it's like people that complain about Facebook. It's so expensive. And and I'm dissatisfied with my experience. Um, Then they kind of move on to just this is sort of, you know, the overarching theme of this week, but talking about um, hitchhiking and they seem very stressed, especially Luke. This whole week to me, he has sounded very, as Andrew would say, touchy. Like he was just a little bit, annoyed by everything and really stressed and a part of me wants to say i mean i know addy's thing is going on and that's a whole other level but a part of me is like this is self-inflicted like you could just take an hour and plan this or this was your idea i mean i understand being Mm -hmm. stressed about stuff but it was you know he was just seemed on edge all week so um but also i I don't know if um if she's gotten better about it but i know carrie was pretty upset about this this hitchhiking so i'm True. sure she's not like assisting uh yeah with stuff yeah i mean i would be pretty pissed if dave was doing this i would especially knowing how, what a shitty travel planner he is like <laughs> right. they hadn't even decided like kind of the general route or what states they're going through so and and luke is not you know geography is not his strongest suit so i'm sure that mm-hmm. yeah she kind of remember knows. when they struggled with the the um the state uh oh, Jesus borders Christ. of maryland <laughs> God. Why is this border so crazy? God. <laughs> um, so I, you know, that it just I felt like they were just digging in a little bit. Um and then they moved on to talking about the hot dog baseball game show that they they recorded, I think was it the previous day or was it anyway, but how it, it sounded like it didn't really go that well. Um which I just think that they they just didn't do it right. And we've talked about it in the no. chats. I mean, they, they should have talked to outside vendors or whatever and not people that were trying to watch the game. And from my understanding, especially from Kate and all the people that are like huge Mariners fans, the Mariners are doing really well this year. And so people are 
super focused. This isn't like going to some, you know, minor league baseball game. It's going to, you know, a team that could go into well into the playoffs. So, well, it, just with all my experience with that stadium and outside the stadium, the outside vendors have a lot, a, a lot more variety and, and interesting stuff to put on your hot dogs. I mean, they have all kinds of different sausages and they have all kinds of different <laughs> toppings and inside the stadium there's there's this stainless steel counter that has ketchup mustard and onions yeah. and I, I they may have added relish at some point i don't <laughs> know if they've added relish so you this is not hot dog enthusiasts that are going they're just I mean, <laughs> it's there's no conversation starter here uh, outside the stadium would have been much better, but I think Luke, I mean, I think he went to the Mariners and asked them, if, you know, permission and he has a good relationship with them. So that's great that they're going to let you in and record. That doesn't mean that that's where the good sound is. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And I think Hillary, you're exactly right. Is that the people who are outside the stadium have more time than mm-hmm. the people who are inside the stadium during the game, trying to get back to the game. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I, I try to think, Anytime I've ever bought a hot dog at a stadium, I'll be at the Kana and I'm trying to get the ketchup on. Yeah, I said it. (laughs) I'm trying to get the ketchup on and the mustard and I'm balancing a drink and I want to get back to my seat and what's going on with the game. I'm just not interested in talking to anybody right now who's coming up with a shotgun microphone. (laughs) That's why that's why you always, you know, the. One person goes to the concession stand and tries to get beers and food for everyone because, you know, uh, that way only one person misses the Grand Slam. (laughs) Right. You know. Well, so, I, you know, it's going to be interesting. They talk about it more, but it's going to be interesting to see how they do it, if they redo it or if they try to, you know, package it into something else. So, well, hot dog stories, more to come, I guess. Um, And then we move on to... Basically, I don't think there was a, I think this was like a True River show because I don't think there was a top story unless it was NPR raccoon trash slash trash panda uh, story that Luke was really emotionally connected to. And I know, Mike, I know that you had more of a relationship with it. I actually, the first, Luke's was the first that I saw on Twitter and I thought he was there and I kept thinking, are they already in Minnesota? Like I, I didn't realize that they were going out so soon, but And he mentioned that. He was like, no, you know, I was taking the picture. It was a cute panda, but... uh, It was such a cute picture. A cute panda. (laughs) (laughs) Um, It was the cutest panda I ever saw. It had little hands. (laughs) It did look like it was like, please, sir, you know, let me in. But... um, Yeah. I mean, I think kind of because the world is on fire and we're ripping children away from their parents at the (laughs) border. Like this is definitely um, like a psychological, like we can just focus our energy into this, whether that's good or bad. And that like, Oh my gosh, it's cute. And you know, it's this, we can save this little thing and we can't do anything else for anybody else in the world, but we can focus our energies on this because it's sort of a feel good story. Luckily it was a feel good story. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It, uh, it, I watched the video of it scrambling up those last five stories to the roof to get that, um, to get the cat food. Uh, and it got, it got caged. I really hope that they took that thing miles and miles and miles and miles outside the city before they let it loose. Because if it was anything like, uh, my little raccoon that lives in this house, it would, uh, it would just go right back to that building and said, this is the cat food building and start, start scaling it immediately. But, I I read an article that was very interesting where they had a raccoon expert 
that they interviewed who said that there is a very big difference between urban raccoons and Mm -hmm. country raccoons (laughs) and that they're highly territorial. In fact, that raccoon probably didn't have a territory that was much bigger than that mm-hmm. building area or block and then that the urban raccoon Yeah, urban raccoons tend to not do very well when you take them out and put them in the country because oh, it's they not an environment that they're used to. They're yep. like, "I'm so. sorry, I prefer Kendrick Lamar. I don't like Rascal Flats." <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> So, so this, this is the Zsa, Zsa Gabor of, uh, <laughs> of raccoons. This, this expert said what I really wish they would have done was just released it as close as possible to the same building. Oh, Because yeah. that would have been the best for the raccoons. So, yeah. oh, well. <sighs> yep. Well, I'm glad it, you know, I'm glad it, it made it out. And I, the one thing that I thought was funny, it was so dumb, but Andrew, like all of a sudden sang this little song that was like, Rocky broke as balls. And it was so weird that it made me laugh. And I think it was just one of those, sometimes I sing songs to my kids that make absolutely no sense, but um, mm-hmm. it's just because like the way that your like brain works and he just let his brain do like some free thought and it made me laugh. Um, but yeah, I'm glad that, you know, Trash Panda is safe. I know you're happy, Mike. Oh, I'm so happy. I mean, once I saw the picture, I was I was all in. It was just you were too sold. much. Um, they talked then. Uh, I'm sorry. I did not write who the donor of the day was, but I wrote that they, <laughs> I'm falling down on my duties. But that um, but they mentioned that TBTL slash uh, This American Life were the only ones that had the Starbucks, uh, you know, racism exclusives. Um, I'm sure they listened to every single other news story on it, determined that they were the only two. <laughs> but I did, I did agree. They were talking about it a little bit, and I said this in the chat. But I don't have, you know, personal opinions about Howard Schultz because he, you know, didn't take my team away from me. And I like a grande soy latte every now and then from Starbucks. Honestly, it's the best one. I've tried the other places in Austin. It's the best one. However. I don't really have that many feelings about him, but listening to Howard Schultz on This American Life, he sounds like a real asshole. Like he really does. It's so crazy too because they like it wasn't like the gotcha journalism or anything. They were like, let's talk about you know the other initiatives, and it was like not a hit piece. And he acted like they were you know like coming to like sixty minutes expose him on something. I'm like, calm down, man. Uh, it was it really was weird. It was so great. It made my week. <laughs> You're like, you see? You see? I'm right. He He's very thin-skinned. Yeah. And that was a <clears throat> that was a big part of uh, what happened, what went down in Seattle was he he wanted to be like Mark Cuban, yeah. you know, yeah. was to the championship Mavericks yeah. or whatever. He thought he wanted to be the hip with it. Um, my players love me guy and they didn't and you can't make someone love you. You can't make yourself cool to these people. And that's one of the reasons when, you know, the taxpayers said, we're not paying for a new stadium. You have plenty of money, you know, you can figure it out. And, and the players didn't like him. So he was, he, I'm sure he relished in, in flushing the team from Seattle. He has thin fucking skin and you you can't run for president with thin skin the only reason that our president is the president right now is because he doesn't give a fuck yeah you know and he just tells reporters to fuck right off howard Schultz, his defensiveness when you when you're trying to be a liberal um in this world you can't be that defensive yeah. you just can't do it 
Yeah, I was like embarrassed and I kind of wanted to skip because I, whenever they have people who are acting kind of like, okay, we're ending this interview, it embarrasses me for some reason. Ugh. So I was like, oh, 30 seconds ahead. But yeah, and but much like I think that Mike could probably go on, they kept, they were talking about it for a really long time. And all of a sudden I realized, wait, are, aren't they still doing the donor? <laughs> <laughs> the dazzling donor, yeah. right? Um, right. Um, and now I did remember it was Scott, and he was doing kind of a thing for his lodgepole distilling slash uh, mm-hmm. not shitty whiskey, uh, which Sean did a VO for, so it was exciting. Um, I don't know if you want shitty in your tagline. Though. I, know. I don't think you want shit in your product <laughs> tagline, even if you're saying it's not shit. Still, shit is right there. I don't really think of whiskey. I mean, I'm not like a huge whiskey fan, but I don't think most people who like whiskey think. Well, this one's shitty. Like, that doesn't seem to be a word that's <laughs> paired with it. It all tastes shitty. Just people pretend to like certain yes. kinds of it. Yes, like I, Scott. I agree. Uh, My guess is that that was just a special tagline that he had Sean make. I mean, it's only five bucks, right? So that he could yeah. send it in for his donor of the day. I would highly doubt that he would use that in any of his actual marketing. <laughs> now, if we send Sean some emojis, is that a way to save money on the... <laughs> like a telegram um um the only other thing about that little piece was they were talking about the 08 election about or like they were confusing mccain and romney and i am like a politics dork but i was like you guys are you serious like i cannot believe that you have and both of them were like yeah romney was the first one mccain was the second one and i'm like oh my god (laughs) this was like one of the most i mean besides 2016 2008 was like the most uh, radically changing election, you know, almost ever. So I was like, how can you not remember this? But, you know, I was a political science major. Luke's reasoning was that uh, John McCain would never have just quit Mike. and not run for president again. So that's why it couldn't have been 2000. Well, he did run in 2000. So he did run again. This was his second time. So. <laughs> Anyway, I mean, I think that Luke and Andrew are really smart, but sometimes I'm like, how do you not remember that? Uh, Whatever. Um, If only somebody worked in news radio (laughs) at some point. Um, They quickly uh, talk about the the WBUR radio show is rejected. And they dig deeper into this later in the week. But, you know, it seems like Luke was happy. Andrew's sad. Um, and I actually thought that was an interesting kind of conversation, especially since later in the week, because Luke was kind of being aggressively kind of stressed and a little bit angry about it. But anyway, I, it, I'm kind of glad that it's just done now. I, I mean, I actually thought it was a good show and I thought that they put their best foot forward, but I, I think that they're way too stressed out about their lives right now. This does not need to be something else that's on their plate. So it's good that it's just done. Yep. Um, though I wish they would still do stuff like that. Like maybe, you know, try to do that again. It was good. Mm-hmm. Anyway. So good. Then <laughs> um, just some quick little things. Again, it was sort of an unorganized deal. But Catherine found the rainbow mug for like 50 cents that she had broken her dad's. And her dad came out later. It took two years, but it's a happy story. And she, she found it. And I guess she's giving it to him for Father's Day, which is I wonder how it went. So we'll hear the update maybe. Now, she was just trying to find it in the wild. She'd never took to the internet. Yeah, to... I guess so, because I feel like it's a pretty common thing. I yeah. feel like I've seen that mug a fair amount. Well, she crowdsourced it on the Stens page. Yeah. yeah. And I thought a, a whole ago. bunch of people found it for her. 
and then she just never bought it? I guess so. I guess. I don't know. I, maybe, I, mean, I think it really did sound like a Walkman story. Like She just, she just wants refuses to, yeah. to pay shipping. Yeah. She's just adamant she'll never pay shipping for anything. Well, I'm sure you'd have to pay more than 50 cents if you got it from Amazon. So she got a good deal. She did. I would put our, our EPA chief's assistance into looking for the rainbow mug. You know, yes. To just... yep. He can put some people on it. About oh. four or five people just driving all around the Each country. Each being paid like $100,000. <laughs> yeah, right. There's no swamp. We've drained it. <laughs> yeah, it's all drained. It's all Bone dry. Filled. God. Um, and then quickly, I just, I, the, they talked about that commercial, um, I guess it's like, it's not Spectrum, but it's... CenturyLink? Yeah, CenturyLink, I think about... Um, so they're not changing the prices. And I kind of had a story about this. Somebody was saying, yeah, they don't change the prices, but then they won't let you, you know, work at speeds that you need to work at. I, when I first got my cell phone, I got the unlimited data plan. And this was like in 2003 or Unlim- something. Unlimited data. And this is how they get oh, you. Oh, God. I, is that a thing now? <laughs> <laughs> yes, it is. All right. <laughs> Um, but I got, um, unlimited data and they kept, I was like, I will never change my plan. This is my plan. This, I will never change. This is the best. Cause I use so much data and then just slowly, but surely they won't let you do things if you have unlimited data. So that's how they get you. I mean, they just like, mm. I can't make my phone a personal hotspot because whatever, blah, blah, blah. but that's how it's a big company They're They want to screw you somehow. They want you to pay more money. So they get you in and then they won't let you do stuff. So they suck. the only price and service that will never change is the dollar 50 hot dog and soda at costco <laughs> that will never change please god don't believe anyone else um and then just the last line of this show that made me laugh that i said ha, ha, ha andrew knows mike hates his music and that's how we know andrew we know you listen <laughs> I uh, I don't hate your music because I don't like you, Andrew. I love you. I hate your music because it's terrible. <laughs> it's and I know Anne likes to say, "Well, it's you know, music subjective. Just not, just not for you." And no. Well, um, now wait. I have music for your weekend this week, so we'll see how I feel about it when we get there. <laughs> okay, okay. Maybe maybe you you've softened your position toward my toward toward my side at least. <laughs> All right, uh, Wednesday, twenty six sixty one. Get me, get behind me, Damon. They open the show by deleting some bad drops. Uh, Andrew talks about his uh, email problems that he's having. Um, I, why? I guess hitchhiking across the country is a good way to save money, according to them, and also consistently going with GoDaddy as your email server. <laughs> uh, <laughs> It's yet another way to save money, but it just seems like penny wise, but pound foolish. Uh, the raccoon made it. They talk about whether the raccoon was disappointed when it got in the trap. Um, no, there was cat food in the trap. Yeah. What, what do you guys, you, you guys have pets. They're fine getting in the trap. If there's cat food in it. Uh, Abby would, would shank me for like one mouthful of cat food. Are you kidding me? Although my parents had a chipmunk problem many years ago that they used the live trap for. And one time we came out in the morning and a gray squirrel had gotten caught in there. Mm. And it was pissed. 
Mm-hmm. I have never seen a rodent that was that angry as that squirrel was. Now, are, are chipmunks and squirrels different? Are chipmunks just more cheerful? What's the difference between? <laughs> They're a different animal. <laughs> they are. I don't know. I we don't have chipmunks. Yeah, yeah we here. have squirrels. We have lots here. of squirrels. Oh, chipmunks and during are the drought, smaller. they all were all turning orange. Did you notice that, Hillary? <laughs> yeah. Yes. They like turned turned burnt orange, like the like <laughs> the, the long football horns. team. It was so crazy. do you have do you have red squirrels? Down there? No, so. no. Gray squirrels? Sometimes squirrels? I've seen a. Gra- I, they're like brownish. <laughs> yeah, they're they're garden variety squirrels yeah. until until you get a good drought going, then they're longhorn squirrels. Yeah, red squirrels are kind of mean. They're super territorial. Mm. They're a little bit smaller, a little bit more like chipmunks, but squirrels all have a tail, and chipmunks are smaller and stripy and just have a little nub at the end. Can you take and, a picture of your chipmunks? That sure. Next time I see them, I will. Okay. Because I would, I would love to get a look when at they're sewing and when they're like, <laughs> singing right. a little song. <laughs> I don't want to see a chipmunk in peril. That's all. I don't want LRB chipmunk to be, you know, in any kind of peril from your, um, from like your your gutter lasers or whatever system you got going there to melt your. Snow. No, they're not. They're not up on the roof. <laughs> okay. Oh boy, uh, a lot of talk about uh, the raccoon song, the Beatles raccoon song, Rocky Raccoon. God, if anyone else besides the Beatles tried to perpetrate that song, <laughs> seriously, I mean, just fucking awful. I remember I liked it when I was like five, but then when I was six, I was like, oh yeah, that's stupid, you know. Um, this this um, I guess Howard Stern hates Rocky Raccoon. A lot, Hillary. Did you know that? I didn't know that. No, that was I've never really heard. I mean, it's a dumb song, but I did not know that. It made me think about because they were talking about how they, uh, they smoked out the dictator in Nicaragua yes. with yeah with bad music. Yeah. Like, have either one of you given thought to like what song or what maybe what type of music it would take to to get you to surrender and go to prison for the rest of your life? Well, I don't. I don't. Like I like a lot of really sh- crappy songs, so I like can't say, you know, Britney Spears because I really enjoy that music, <laughs> like mm-hmm. shitty pop songs. But this morning, Bridget came into my room at seven thirty, and she was um, watch listening to many many YouTube clips of people unboxing stuff, like tweens and teens unboxing stuff, and that might be the sound. And I d- couldn't see it; I just like could hear like and now. I'm gonna unwrap this and now I'm gonna mm-hmm. and I'm like I think I, I kept telling her turn it down turn it down so that mm-hmm. might rouse me well if there if there's visual involved definitely like zit videos yeah. I think would oh. I mean <laughs> Emily gets me to jump out of my chair by beaming it into the mountain room sometimes and I'm like <laughs> Jesus Christ Emily's diabolical I love it it's so awful it's so awful but well I got a song Oh, I I got a, a particular song that would I I would I would surrender to the authorities. Me and you and a dog named Boo is that the one? Nope, it's the Killers, Mr. Brightside. Really? I hate oh, it really? So much. It was a huge hit. It was. Everybody uh-huh. loved it. They still I play it around. You know, yeah. it's people think it's a great song. I can tell you exactly why I hate it. By please humming. The melody for you. It goes na 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 na
Do I need to continue? No, I get you. See, this yeah, is the problem I'll with being I'll like surrender. a like a musical person is that you can kind of hear like the different layers of it. Oh, and yeah. it's I, terrible. I'm, it's terrible. <laughs> I'm like deaf. You know when the rubes are being tricked? Yes. Yeah. I get it. I get it. To me, I think it would be. Uh, I it has to be bluegrass. So probably like the soundtrack to Oh Brother Where Art Thou or something. <laughs> I'd, I'd be like, yeah, kill me now. Just I would walk out of my porch and just look for the snipers and you know like please let me fair catch a bullet here uh, uh okay um the the white album is discussed uh top story um some nasa i didn't know this about nasa but they they're trying to they're trying to like recollect all the moon dust that, that was taken from the moon what who is it easy now? I mean, we're we do all kinds of things in space now, and Jeremy, you can probably set us straight on this. Can't we pretty easily get some more moon dust if we really need it? You know? No, it's right there. <laughs> it's right there. We don't even have to go up there. Just send some sort of a robot and get the fucking moon dust if it means that much to you. Why do you got to rob it from old ladies? You know that we've only been to the moon six times. Well. We Let's go a seventh the... time and gather up, get, get a fucking dumpster full of dust. We haven't if we been need to it. the moon since like 1972. Why do we need to go there? We've been there and was like, there's nothing happening here. This place is beat. Let's go to another nightclub. You guys, you know? it didn't really happen. I'm the truther of this podcast, so <laughs> it's all fake. I'm just saying it's not quite as simple as, you know, popping back over to the moon to get some more moon dust for the old ladies. What do we need the moon dust for? What's it doing for us? I don't know. Besides cool stories. I don't cool do story, moon dust research. <laughs> Other lady scientists out there, tell me tell me what, why do we need this dust? And enough to, to like rip it out of some somebody's fingers. Well, from everything that I can tell from what they talk about is we need moon material solely to tell that there could possibly at one time have been water on the moon and therefore there could be other life in the universe, which I think is stupid, but Well, we know there's whatever. other life in the universe. It's ridiculous to think that there's not. We know, but we don't know. Right. We want I mean, to that's know, what science know, is just... about. Science is about knowing. Ugh, but the numbers, the numbers don't lie. The numbers tell us there's going to be something out there. I mean, uh, well, anyway. right. I do not support uh, taking this old lady's moon dust paperweight away from her. But it's eminent domain, and <laughs> it's eminent domain. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, that's a that's a that's a groaner. That's a groaner. <laughs> Sorry about that. All right. Uh, Andrew says he's nervous about the trip, but loves loves the. The money-saving part of it, the cheapness part of the trick, mm -hmm. which we've, we've already talked about. They're they're getting their first ride to Waterloo, Iowa. And uh, one thing I really liked on the Stens page is there's, um, I think Libby is her name. She she lives in Iowa. And she she's like over this hitchhiking thing. And she's like, I'm not, I'm not picking them up, <laughs> you know? <laughs> I'm like the one person who we know could, could feasibly pick them up, you know, quickly and give them their first ride. And she's like... No, this is a stupid idea. I ain't doing it. 
That's fantastic. I looked into Waterloo. Do you know that uh, John Wayne Gacy lived there? Oh, wow. That does not bode well. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) He didn't do any of his kidnapping and murdering there. Well, he did. He didn't. Well, he was convicted in Iowa for uh, sexually assaulting a 15-year-old boy. But then he went to Chicago where the real good oh, right. stuff it was, got yeah, started. It was Des Plaines or something? Yes, something. Chicago or something? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. That movie, the movie that I saw, I mean, there there were two two versions. I think one was a TV. Maybe they're both TV movies. But um, one uh, featured the um francis from Wee's big adventure as john wayne gacy oh. and one featured brian dennehy oh. um and, and and when you play a serial killer at least to me when you play a serial killer unless you wear a lot of makeup like um who was the lady that played eileen warnos in the monster oh Charlize theron yeah unless you wear a lot of makeup i'm not talking about clown makeup but <laughs> It's hard for me to separate you from the serial killer. Like Mark Harmon is always going to be Ted Bundy. Ted Bundy. Yep. He could do as many NCIS, you know, as I mean, he could just he could play a million things, but he'll always be Ted Bundy. So I think you have to be careful. It's like in that movie uh, Tropic Thunder, you know, when the um, uh, the actor went full retard. You know, that was the joke (laughs) of it. Never go full retard because then people are like, oh, yeah, it's the retard guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, the serial killer thing is always it's always gotten to me, and I, I would be like, if I were an actor, I'd just be really careful about that. Yeah, yes, you know that the um, I don't know if y'all watched Big Little Lies, which was actually Luke didn't like it, and he said Carrie didn't like it, but I don't believe that. But it was actually was good. I thought it was good. But the actor that played the like abusive husband, he said like it was a really good role, but I knew it was going to screw me for the rest of my life because like everybody's <laughs> right. going to see me as this like psychopath. Yeah. Yeah, I'm never going to uh, help Mark Harmon load a, uh, his <laughs> sailboard into a VW at Lake Sammamish Park. I'm just not doing it. Oh, I know you, dude. You're you're going to murder me. You're a murderer. <sighs> anyway, um, Luke loves the confusion that the idea of the hitchhiking adventure causes in people. And I think that's that's part of it. And and that that's fine if you're frustrating uh, listeners, you know, and, and confusing listeners. But... Uh, but watch out for that strategy in your marriage. But watch out for that strategy. <laughs> well, he is a chaos muppet, right? He is. Mm. That's that's so very true. it makes sense that he would thrive on that. Yeah, I just I just like Carrie so much. I like Luke a lot too, but be, maybe because I don't know Carrie as well, I attribute her with positive, uh, with more positive traits. Kind of, kind of like Hillary, you're like, you're like, oh, I'm sure she liked that movie. <laughs> I know, movie. I know I it liked. is good. <laughs> I refuse to believe. <laughs> right. So <clears throat> they do a Blur's Day on a Wednesday for some reason, and that made me mad. Like getting more Blur's Day than, than we have yeah, to Yeah, what was the point? Why did they I have to do it on Wednesday instead of Thursday? I thought maybe they were traveling, but they were just right in the same places. It was weird. Mm-hmm. Uh, Luke's mad about some John Clayton promo that's playing on the radio. And John Clayton... He, they're right. He is a really good guest, and there was he on TBTL. His Saturday once? show was was he? Well, there, I, I, this is when I'm like, 
Um, except all the Seahawks players. There was a football player once that was on TBTL, and I can't. Oh no, no. Who yeah, was John it? Clayton? No, I, I don't think he was ever oh. on on TBTL. I don't know why. But but he's a you know he knows his stuff and he's a good guest. He's just not a good host. Yeah. And you can get away with that for like a few hours on a Saturday, but hosting a, a show every day for three or four hours, it's just going to show through, and it's not it's not good. There was a guy who used to do uh, Dave Campbell was a guy. Um, he's an ex uh, ex baseball player and a big expert on the league, and he was a great guest too. And they tried to give him a regular show, and he was terrible at it. But then he went back to Saturdays, and it was delightful. Like John Clayton's Saturday show was delightful. Um, anyway, this is very specific to Seattle, so <laughs> sc- screw me on this. Um, TBTL Daddies. Oh. Do you all have a, do either one of you have a TV Sort of, sort of. I don't want to talk about this. <laughs> you don't? It gives me an icky feeling. Well, I'll Are ta- you like Luke? I'll tell mine because it's a, it's a nice story that's sort of sad it's i wouldn't say this is my tbtl daddy necessarily but the person that connected me to tbtl weirdly is anthony bourdain and i had said this a little bit i think yeah. on the stens page but um i have an unhealthy obsession slash hatred but also like love weirdly of um gwyneth paltrow and um Ugh. i know i i don't know what it is it's like i want to be this like tall blonde and it's never going to be ha- happen so i i know she's terrible anyway um i was Get your legs amputated, and then you can you can choose how tall you want to be after that's, that. That's a good idea. I'm that's just mad at her on behalf of science. Uh, for sure. That's, like, ridiculous. Okay, well, but this was 2009, and she was doing, like, some food thing with Mario Batali. Anyway. Oh, uh, yeah, I saw that. And mm-hmm. it was, it was, I don't know, something, I don't, I don't know where I saw it. Some blog I read, I think, and it said, oh, shit, oh, snap. Like, Anthony Bourdain, like, called out uh, Gwyneth Paltrow. And so I was, like, immediately, click. And I read the article, and then it linked to a blog post for this blog that I found, but I can't find the post. And she, it was somebody from Seattle, like, the Seattle food scene that was covering it. And then she said, like, described what he said and, uh but then described like Luke. It said, you know, Luke Burbank hosted hosted it, and this is his uh, radio show. And I think at that point, you know, I was listening to a few podcasts. Like I listened to This American Life and some of the Slate podcasts. But um, I needed something new. And my work is so computer driven that I really can listen and you know work on my computer. Um, and so I, it was perfect. I clicked, and it was like a three hour show. And it was immediately like I it immediately kind of fell in love with it. But Weirdly, Anthony Bourdain is sort of my TBTL daddy. <laughs> Him talking shit about Gwyneth Paltrow led me to Luke. Well, Peter Sagal is my TBTL daddy, but he just gave me a new oh, mommy who's younger no. than me, so I'm kind of mad at him. <laughs> you have a mommy half your age now. <laughs> oh, that's great. I, I've I've told the story before, so I'll just say. Quickly, my TB Till Daddy is my friend Dave in LA who just found out through Bill Radke that that uh, Luke had a show and he knew that I'd met Luke and we sort of hit it off at a Mariners game and so it was like, hey, you might want to listen to Cairo at night because Luke is hosting a show. And so I started listening probably a week or two in and uh, just never looked back. So cool. I love you, Luke. <laughs> All right. Um, there, there's a there's a correction on uh, Christie's uh, Christie's emoji train. I I can't 
something something about um tacos and the <laughs> man not being bearded or whatever is there a bearded bearded man emoji i don't know I don't phyllis know. <laughs> we need to Get on we need that. to give Phyllis a day off from, from the Emoji News Network. To, uh... <laughs> because they, they thought that the shrugging lady might be Carrie. Was that it? Uh, yeah, I, I imagine she's almost always in some sort of emotional shrug at this point. <laughs> <laughs> Has to be, just as a coping mechanism. Any, anyway, um, there's some... I, I don't remember it because uh, I block these kind of things out, but there's a god-awful outro Beatles music is the note. Uh, yeah. Here. It was very like Ravi Shankar kind of Oh, right. Yeah. Ugh, God. Yeah. M- Michael, uh, if you're still listening, Michael was more of a Rolling Stones man. So I didn't really, mm-hmm. I was like the one kid that didn't really grow up. Like, was, I mean, I knew who the Beatles were and I knew some of their songs, but it was not like a big part of my life. So it sort of came later to me. So anytime I hear this, I really like, uh, Abbey Road, but uh, this kind of stuff, kind of, I'm like, no, I don't really care for the Beatles at all. I know, I don't, I don't find them to be revolutionary, but I do realize that I came after the revolution. Yeah, yeah. so it's a little bit hard to see the Earth shake when you weren't there for yes. it. But I, I, I don't find their songwriting to be particularly compelling, or the music to be super. I realize it's that's kind of. A heretical thing to say I'm for sort of, anybody who's I, ever listened to music, but I just, I don't get it. I'm sort of in the same place. Like, I like some of their songs fine, but it's it's never moved me that much. Mm-mm. All right. Uh, I think that's it for Wednesday, or what was uh, Impromptu Blur's Day. <laughs> um, all right. Thursday, 2662, eyeballs are for hugging. Um, they... You know, Andrew comes in hot talking about how he likes the planners mixed nuts, <laughs> but also he can't pronounce pecan, which how oh, his pecan. <laughs> I thought of you, Mike. God. I knew that you would be throwing your phone. Since you're listening, Andrew, just imagine legendary actor James Kahn uh, <laughs> urinating on your shoe. Pecan. <laughs> Oh, he kept saying it. And it was, I don't think of of him as having, he has a very middle of the road accent saying that he doesn't really have one usually, but it it was aggressively uh, Midwest in this. (laughs) Pecan. Especially if you like them, you know, if you hate them and you spend your life not eating them, it's, you know, (laughs) I can, I can, you know, but if you like them and you're purchasing them and you're mixing them, um, you know, show a little respect to the nut. (laughs) <laughs> well there there got to be a point where i'm just listening to it and listening to it and i thought god damn it are we still seriously talking about nuts slash sesame sticks both of which i like but it was yeah uh, it was too granular to the point where i i'm even though it's my day i'm thinking can i go ahead 30 seconds can i just move this along um but oh hillary <laughs> 30 seconds isn't gonna do it i <laughs> know you're just like Yep, still talking, <laughs> still talking. Um, they it did make me laugh that they, were, of course, went into Chex Mix because you know, as you do, and Luke's like Luke likes the brown ones the best. Ugh. <laughs> See, this stuff makes me mad because Andrew already had this conversation <laughs> with Hannah Brooks Olson, the whole entire conversation. Yeah, and mm-hmm. so number one, I'm annoyed that he has to bring it up again. 
because he does it on after these messages. They talk about the commercial and then he brings it up yeah. on TBTL with Luke. Again, he talks about it with one person. He's got to get Luke's take on the exact same thing. And then, of course, Luke hasn't listened to any show that he's not a part of. Yeah. So he can't sort of temper his comments so that I'm not bored. <laughs> Come on. He, he did listen to This American Anne? Life, which was fantastic. <laughs> yeah. Because I... Howie. <laughs> Bring it back to Howie. Um, yeah. I I I feel like they do this also sometimes with guests where they're like, oh, like we need to talk about something that you need to be brought up to speed on. Um, but it's like all the listeners have already heard this. So it's mm-hmm. it's a weird dynamic that they have to like clue somebody in, but it's only like to a party of one. Everybody else has already heard it. But mm-hmm. um, then they, they do finally move on a little bit when they talk about animals and food. And we had... Pr- brought this up before where would they just like keep eating is that you know is it like doing you know making a kid smoke like 90 cigarettes to make them show them that smoking is bad should you just feed animals and honestly duchess would keep eating until her stomach yeah. exploded she has yeah. no off button i mean she might take a break for a second and you know roll back into it did you ever like leave the house and then come back and find out that like uh something had been like the food thing had been overturned and just find her just with her belly distended um it didn't have it doesn't really happen to duchess as much um because she's so lazy that she uh, doesn't really like snoop around but my 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 growing up my dog brie um which was completely appropriate name for her um brie ate this dog lived to be like almost 13 so this is amazing she ate a rum cake countless (laughs) meals that were on the counter uh a carton of cigarettes (laughs) A couple other things. And this dog was always, she looked like she was like carrying, you know, 14 babies. But yet she was fixed because she just was the fattest Labrador. She was really cute, but she was the dumbest dog. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, she would just keep eating constantly. It was a pain in the ass, but it was yeah. really cute. Depends on the animal. But yeah, some like the dogs we had before weren't food obsessed. But these, yeah, they, if they can get a hold of it, they'll just keep eating and eating <laughs> until they make themselves completely miserable. If not... Like, Kill themselves. Yeah, they're so stupid. Um, then they they dive into Hitch Wiki, which I I did go to. It does seem like it's a more Euro based hitchhiking um website, but um, but you know they they get some hashtag content from it. Um, the thing that was annoying me about this, he was like reading tips from it, which is good, and they kept saying like, yeah, duh. I mean, obviously you know that. God damn it, man, you haven't planned any of this. So I don't know why you're acting like, duh, of course you would do that. Like, you don't know how, you're not, you don't even know what states you're going through. So maybe, like, listen to some of these tips and internalize them a little bit. Um, I just, I thought it was a weird, like, duh, of course we know how to do that. I don't think you know how to do any of this. Um, nobody's eating out of a dumpster. No, and, 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 and this kind of goes to the point that, Mike, that you've been making a little bit. It does sort of feel weirdly like poverty tourism. Like, we're going to do what it feels like to be poor and, you know, be on the side of the road. I mean, carrying stuff. And I'm like, again, you guys have money and you have cell phones. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have, you know, a thousand or more dollars worth of equipment with you. Like, this is, you're not you know, pretending to be homeless for a day. It just seemed, it seemed kind of weird. Like, should we go dumpster diving? Like that would be a crazy adventure. And it's like, well, no, people actually have to do this to survive. I don't know. So it felt a little bit, a little bit off culture. I don't off color a little bit. And I'm not like super sensitive to that, but this seemed a little bit odd to me. Um, 
And they moved on to saying, talking about the hot dog show and should they um, scrap it. And, you know, Luke kind of, I think, thinks, yeah, yeah, you know, let's scrap it. I think that Andrew will work really, really hard in the editing to try to make it good. But it doesn't even sound mm-hmm. that good. I don't, unless they made it like a montage and then did something else and then added little pieces of it in. Um, that's the only thing I think. Otherwise, it sounds kind of boring. Yeah. I, yeah. I was hoping during that conversation that, that Luke would just, Give the order because it sounded like Andrew wanted it. Yeah, to be given. Yeah, you know. Yeah, kill it. Yeah, it's dead. Yeah, next just be year. done. Yeah, because he does like as a he is an order follower. So if if they were just like it's done, let's do it again somewhere else. Yeah. But I did want to hear Francis Lamb talk about hot dogs. <laughs> I kind of don't you think if you get someone who's kind of a big name public radio person as a guest, and then you're like, eh, well maybe we'll do it next year. That's kind of rude isn't it well yeah yeah i mean that's a good point that's a good point do it for francis <laughs> it's my new motto do it for francis the, the one thing is on the you know on the daily show i think that it annoys me that andrew puts sometimes less than stellar effort into it but i think on the shows that are curated he puts in a lot of effort into them so maybe mm-hmm. he can like shine it into a diamond We'll see. Um, then the top stories day is that they officially say that WBUR rejects them. Um, and oh, thank God. I know. Again, like I said, I thought it did sound really good, but um, they have too much going on. This would stress them out too much. But it is interesting that they had different attitudes toward them. And I think it's like kind of different attitudes toward the amount of work maybe that they put into it a little bit. And mm-hmm. I, what I what I actually thought was sort of, I don't know, a little bit rude and a little bit dismissive on Luke's part was Andrew was a little bit like, Oh, you know, I wish, I wish it had gone farther because I worked hard on it. And Luke sounded to me like he was like, well, it didn't sound that good anyway. So it's fine. Like we didn't even, you know, we were a little bit too cool for school for this. And it, I think Andrew put in like a fair amount of work onto it, you know, because Luke wasn't going to do it. Um, and, and Luke also wanted to, you know, push forward with it. So I I felt bad for Andrew because he wanted to just quit, but he ended up working hard. I thought he, they produced a really good show, and then Luke was kind of shitting all over it. So I thought it was, I don't know, kind of a little bit insensitive yeah. of Luke. And I think this is all coming from him being, like, stressed and being sort of a dick, and I, and I thought he was being a little bit mean towards Andrew. Well, Luke has just been screwing around with this the whole time. Yeah. But the whole point of this for him was to just fuck around and make hashtag content and andrew was like no i'm not putting a shitty product out into this world mm-hmm. if we're going to do yeah. this we're going to do this right so yep. and despite you know what bobby said about how they could do it and they would get producers and all of that there's no way that luke would have accepted this gig no. if they'd won it yeah no there's just no way yeah. and so yeah. what was the point of yeah. doing any of it other than Andrew doing a whole lot of work and feeling bad. Yeah, I know. I I felt I felt bad for Andrew because it's like (laughs) it's like this is why I hated group projects in um, high school or whatever, because I was always the one that was like, I guess I'm doing it all because I am stressed about getting a good product in and you're having to round up people. It never works. It never (laughs) works. There's always going to be somebody who is concerned with the final product and concerned about the process. Everybody else fucks off. It was a very good show, and it would have been a hit. Yeah. It would have been a hit on WBR. I'm sure whatever one they choose is going to be a hit also, but mm-hmm. um, it was it was really good and, and a good idea and well-executed, and 
Um, yeah, it, it concerned me a little bit the way the conversation went. It just felt a little uncomfortable because, yeah, it, it, Luke's commitment level wasn't high, but because he brings such charm yeah. to the equation, yeah. he was able to be a part of of what was a very good product, even if he didn't really, he wasn't feeling it himself. Yeah. Well, I'm, you know, I, like I said before, I'm kind of glad it's just over. Like we're done with it. It doesn't need to be, you're not going to be in the yeah. top, you know, five and then, you know, make it's not like a bracket system or whatever, where they might win. I'm just glad it's done. Now it's done. Had they, had they accepted the gig, uh, which of course was unlikely, especially on Luke's part, um, something would have had to drop off the table, yeah. whether it's TBTL or Livewire oh, yeah. or CBS projects, whatever, you know, you can't, you can't, uh, I mean, that that uh, spider pig silo is is not leaking. It's overflowing. Yep. He seems like he's always just about to have a conference call yeah. for something, yeah. you know. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I don't I don't see how he could add any more of that in. No, for sure. Um, so <laughs> there was something that they said that I don't get because I'm not like a radio professional, but they they called it on the Dax. And then they were talking about Dax Shepard, which kind of made me laugh for some reason. But uh, but it, it for some reason really frustrates me that Luke has such a problem with the name Kristen and Kirsten. I'm like, they're two different names. Her name is Kristen mm-hmm. Bell. I don't know why the, the R is before the I. <laughs> He always has, and he's, you know, caught to it, but he always has a problem with it. Um, and it's the simplest one of those. Yes, Kristen. Too, My sister's name Most is Kristen, common. so I'm, I'm mm-hmm. like sensitive to that. It's not that hard. Kirsten seems very different to me. But uh, they weirdly discussed the show Parenthood, which I did watch and, and cried like every episode. Um, um, and then they talked about, it was a weirdly long discussion about that, you know, moved into the Parenthood uh, movie, which I have um, feelings about, and they sort of talked about it, but I remember seeing it with my parents and my best friend, and then they did pull out the vibrator, and I was around like 10 or 11, and you know that feeling when you don't really... You mean in the movie, the vibrator In the movie, the vibrator. Not, yeah, not in the TV yeah. show. But in the, in the... You know... No, I no, like your parents oh, pull out the vibrator. No, stop. Um, but you know when... Michael, that was not a classy move. <laughs> no, stop your it, daughter stop. was very young. Gross. No. <laughs> um, but you know when you're little and you like know something is like sexual or something that you don't understand, but you don't understand mm-hmm. it. That was how I felt. And that's like, I don't understand this. And it's making me feel weird. So I'm kind of, I let, loved the Parenthood TV show. The Parenthood movie really made me uncomfortable. Anyway, then they talked about um, Luke's going for this like monster truck driving school, which I'm not into monster trucks, but my son would lose his goddamn mind if he went to something like that. I mean, he would think it was mm-hmm. too loud. Does he know they exist? Does he know? Yeah, what, yeah, yeah. yeah. Monster- and there's a TV okay. show about monster. Of course, there's a t- cartoon about monster trucks, so he's okay. he's semi aware of them existing. My son is. I did not raise him to be like this. He is the most cliche <laughs> boy. He like Dave said yesterday that he watched rugby for 30 minutes. Dave was like, I don't know anything about rugby. <laughs> Um, yeah. he sings, if you ask him to sing the eyes of Texas, which is the UT fight song, he will sing it on command. He's three. I don't know. Like, I, I don't really, all he wants to do is play baseball. outside, like toss the baseball with Dave and poor Dave. It's so goddamn hot in Austin. And Dave's like, oh, I can't yeah. go out. And I'm like, listen, this is like cat's cradle. If you don't do this now, he's going to hate you growing up. So move on outside. <laughs> 
Um, but anyway, I just thought that the monster truck driving school was funny. And it's funny to me that like Andrew is not like super you're like, yeah, monster trucks. But I think he really loves monster truck shows. So he he sort of lit up like, ooh. <laughs> right. It actually would maybe would be kind of funny if they did a TBTL monster truck show. Just, but mostly I think they would be screaming the whole time. This is just such a huge hole in my in my masculinity game. I don't are they are they races? Are they because I, I just get the Simpsons thing where Truckosaurus comes out and you know I, I think that's what it is, isn't it? Like sort of demolition other trucks. I don't know. I I feel like I mean, I, what am I talking about? I've never been, but you know, from the commercials, <laughs> yeah. it seems like they jump off of dirt ramps and yeah. just generally be cool big cars and climb over right. the other cars. Yeah. Grave digger. It's grave digger still around. <laughs> yeah. Grave digger. I remember that. I, it seems like something where there's not winning and losing. It's just a show. And that's not really a sport to me, but I don't know. Maybe they, maybe they are, there are races. Is it like wrestling sort of like where it's, they're actually doing <laughs> yeah. something, but it's not, it's sort of like, they already in. know which truck's going to win. Yeah. yeah. You know, they already know. Is it ever presented as a sport? I don't, th- I, I don't or know. just a spectacle. I think it's maybe just like awesome trucks doing awesome things. I don't, but that's kind <laughs> I'm of still out. But nothing, nothing in this discussion or their discussion is selling me on monster. Um. Anyway, I I think it would be funny to see Andrew driving a monster truck. <laughs> I don't know why that image makes me laugh. Um. And then, you know, Luke talks about how he's really liking 80s music now and they play Come on Eileen. Can I just say that nobody with a uh, a girlfriend of 17 years drives a monster truck? <laughs> you either married that person already or you run to another girlfriend. Uh, true. Um, yeah, Come on Eileen was the song. I feel like Come on Eileen when I was in college, even though it was like the 90s, that was such a mm-hmm. everywhere we went they played. I feel like the song has never like gone away. It's not it's just it's always around. It's like Luke started talking about it and he was like, "You know, I've just been realizing that Dexy's Midnight Runners that song is pretty good." And I'm like, "I'm sorry. Have you been in a cryogenic lab for the last 20 years? All of a sudden you're coming across Come on Eileen?" I don't like We're it. The- I don't think it's a great song, but how can you deny its cultural impact? Seriously. What was the deal with that dude's pants in the video? Do, do, do y'all are y'all familiar with that? No, no. Were those pants ever in style? <laughs> Listeners, get at me. Um, I remember my my college roommate Rachel was like, "See, listen." He says, "I come on Eileen," and so then after that, I was like, "The song grosses me out." <laughs> I don't think that's what was happening. <laughs> Um, and then the last thing from the show that made me laugh was that, of course, when Andrew wants to like jam his music, he rolls his windows up. <laughs> it's like he like wants to jam, but wants nobody else to see it. And he feels self conscious about it. I'm such a like a teenager when I'm when I'm jamming around to Hamilton, I roll down my windows. Everybody's gonna hear that. Um, but it's so Andrew. It reminds me of Office Space when the guy's like playing yes. rap music and he rolls up his window. <laughs> Michael, uh, what's his face? Shoot. Michael Bolton. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, that that was the solid into Thursday. All right. Friday, number 2663. Not to blag. This show was a mess. I got, I know a lot of people really enjoyed this week, uh, but purposeless and rambling does not even begin to cover 
what went on on Friday. Uh, Andrew actually says for the first time, yeah, I would like to get rides from tens <laughs> on this hitchhiking trip. Yes. Air conditioned rides. Right. It looks like, but where's the drama? It's no fun if you have everything scheduled. I don't, I mean, I don't think that's what would happen, no. Luke. You just know that somebody's going to pick you up and you know that they're not going to be a serial killer. It's just like a roulette of tens. I mean, they haven't met all right. these people. And also, it would be ev- so fun. And also, every time they like get in the car, they don't have to do the thing we were previously talking about where they're like, um, th- let me explain this, even though all- the whole audience knows. But let me explain it to you, stranger. With a 10, it- there would be just like a sense of familiarity and it would be like getting to know that 10, which would be fun. Right. It's... It's a whole rolling series of that what are you doing here yes, segment. Yes, yeah. Which is enjoyable. And that was your idea that you had last year and after the Austin or during the Austin deal. And yep. that's the idea that I gave to Luke and credited you. And I thought that that's what they were going to do. But he he took it uh, up or down a notch. <laughs> one of those. Well, as we said, it'll be what it'll be. It'll be fine. It'll be a train wreck. It'll be what it is. Um, So Luke says that the woman in the Match.com commercial is too pretty to need to date online. So there must be something wrong with her. (laughs) Um, Yeah, yeah, yeah. Luke. I mean, that definitely makes sense. We want the Match people to be realistic. So what they should have done was put an ugly woman in their commercial because that was never their done any better. online dating there are a lot of hot people everybody <laughs> online everybody dating. online dates like i don't know anybody who especially people who are even young people my gorgeous mm-hmm. um like work neighbor that both one of young my person friends once. yes my my friends at work who are beautiful like they all online date it's just yeah. what people do yep mm-hmm I don't know. Well, I I thank Luke for his. That lady is annoying as fuck, though. <laughs> I thank Luke for his public service because now now I know that you know it's either that I I am weird, there's something wrong with me, or I'm ugly. So thanks for uh, breaking that down for me, Luke. Appreciate that very much. Um, then there's a super weird section of the show where they're just both worried that the other one is upset <laughs> at him. Are you mad at me? No, I'm not mad at you. Are you mad at me? No, I'm not mad at you. I just felt like you maybe were kind of mad at me. I think they're both actually mad mad at at each other, but they just don't really want to admit it. (laughs) They kind of are. Yeah. Just don't want it to be a thing. I'm not ready to have the argument now. You know, sometimes when you're mad at your spouse or whatever, but there's no time for the argument right now. She's like, I'll just be a little brusque. Right. They're about to take this. The six-day trip together. This is not the time to yes <laughs> start laying it out on the table. But mm-hmm. but Andrew's mad at Luke for making this so difficult and for putting all the work on him. And Luke is mad at Andrew because he's not going along with it <laughs> with a you know mm-hmm. smile and an enthusiastic thumbs up. So and they're both stressed. So there yes. we go. Yes. Exactly. Um, then they talk about. Just a whole stream of nothing, including whether their white privilege will protect them on the road. And if it does, should they refuse it? What are you talking about? <laughs> um, they talk about doing drunk karaoke. Luke brings up the thing at Bush Gardens. You know, um, 
people were asking for the Anthony Bourdain TV Tale episode, so I posted that on the Stens page, and when I started listening to it, that is the episode after this Bush Gardens thing, and oh. Luke talks about it in great detail about how drunk he was, and all I could think was, poor Vanessa. That yeah. sounded awful. Um, but speaking of karaoke, Luke says that he just really hasn't felt into it since uh, Newman passed away because that was so much of a, a group activity and something that he was so into it. And he doesn't really feel like doing karaoke at all anymore because he's gotten his fill of being on stage and being the center of attention. And he said this before, where if he never did another public appearance, he would be fine with that, which I think all of us dispute somewhat. No, Yeah. He was like, I don't know, maybe in six months we'd have to revisit that. And I'm like, I two months? <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, maybe. a couple weeks. He's just, it's not a criticism of him. It's just the way he yeah. is. It's his personality. Yeah. Um, they talk about packing for a long time, and I don't want to go into that. Um, they do some hitchhiking do's and don'ts. The, <laughs> the stunningly obvious conclusion being don't sleep in a toilet stall. Because you can get any number of diseases. I don't care. Because you have, I'd have a credit be, card. I'd have to yes. be pretty bad off to sleep in a toilet stall. <laughs> Honest to God. I mean, I would eat out of a dumpster if I was hungry and didn't have any other way to get food. I would sleep in a toilet stall if it was the only way to keep them freezing. But it had to be pretty far down on my list to do anything like that. And somewhere along the line, Luke misquotes a streetcar named Desire again <laughs> and attributes it to Greta Garbo no again <laughs> and we did get a throw your phone from Danny who said I swear I've thrown my phone over this before where does Greta Garbo even come from well because she said like I want as she said I'm gonna misquote her but she said like oh, I, I want to be alone and so I think right. he thinks like right. famous quote from an old-timey movie person yeah. yes Good, good point. Not even, not even close. But that is, that is probably it. I mean, um, Danny has sent us a throw your phone over this before. I would like him to continue to send us a throw your phone every time Luke does this because it makes me feel validated. <laughs> it's just another one of those instances where Luke has a tiny nugget of information, yes, and he yeah. puts it together wrong with something and uses it to try to sound smart and sounds dumb. Yeah. Uh, Andrew hates dinner parties, but he likes barbecues. Simply because you don't have to sit around a table. Do we not sit at tables at barbecues? Do we just stand? Andrew is such a teenager about this stuff. I I don't understand. It's like he doesn't want to be hemmed in or, you know, made to make sort of like polite conversation. A couple different things. One, how many parties is he going to where it's like, okay, like there's, you know, an oyster uh, fork and like all, you know, you have to sit quietly at your table and just, I I don't know, maybe for Vive's job, they have to go to fancier parties. But in my adult life, I don't really think I've been to that many of them. Most of the parties, dinner parties, I I like dinner parties because mostly it's like a cocktail party with appetizers or barbecues or something. Like, it's fun. I have a good time and it's a good excuse to get together with your friends and it's not crazy expensive and kind of potlucky. And it's not like, um, it's not like you're, like when Jen had to go to that party with Jason's old boss or whatever. Usually, you know, the reason you've accepted the invitation or the reason that if you've proffered an invitation is because it's a couple or some people that you really like. Yeah. It seems weird that he, I don't know if it's coming from his childhood or something, but it's like, he, it's like, I don't, I I don't want to 
do this. And he sort of rebels. And I thought that was a little bit kind of eye rolling. And it's funny if you don't know what fork to use. Just ask. Say, listen, <laughs> right. I'm a slob. I don't know. What fork should I use? Yeah. No one's going to say, get out of here right now. <laughs> Scram. You asshole. I mean, Christy and I established on our clip show about dinner parties or parties in general that we really feel awkward and dislike them. But a barbecue is no better than anything else. Yes. Yeah. You know? It's a really like light delineation that he makes and I yeah. don't really get it. Yes. Paper plates instead of <laughs> fine china. You'd rather have a candle making party than have a dinner party. <laughs> Uh, Andrew's going to start doing like multi-level marketing parties. Like he's going to sell. Like, <laughs> oh my goodness! Like he's Rodan start and selling for for pampered Okay, chef. we're stamping up people. Let's go. <laughs> I've got my team here. Come on, ladies. I get it. Parties. Parties can be terrible if you're an introvert, but what yes. you do is sometimes you go anyway and you just try to put a good face on it and you feel terribly awkward and then you leave and you stop at the grocery store and buy a pint of Ben and Jerry's and eat it mm. all when you get home and feel terrible about yourself. That's what you do, Andrew. It's <laughs> life. Oh, Lord. Uh, let's end the day with an email from Jamie whose house they are going to end up at in Mississippi. She's like, um, guys, it's going to be hot. And they're like, oh, yeah, we didn't think of that. I didn't spend any time thinking about how it's going to be hot in Mississippi in June. When they talked about packing a light jacket, I'm like, why? No, you don't need it. <laughs> this is going to be crazy. And then an email from Marcel who says, don't get in the car with someone drunk or high. Thank you for that, So are Marcel. we asking the person when they pull over? Are you drunk or high, <laughs> sir or madam? Excuse me, could you take this breathalyzer? <laughs> yeah, you usually don't find out if someone is drunk or high until something <laughs> something's happening on the road. Like, it's oh, like boy. the 40-year-old virgin when she makes him like blow into it, and then she's like <laughs> speeding. <Yeah. laughs> yes. Uh, excuse me, uh, Andrew, could you blow into this and I'll give you a ride? Uh, nope, Andrew's not the one to be asking. No. <laughs> well, neither is Luke. Who's going to blow into the breathalyzer? <laughs> All right. Music for your weekend. Luke chooses Loose Fur, which is a project from Jeff Tweedy. Laminated Cat. I don't like any songs that are called Laminated Cat. That can't be good. <laughs> Andrew chooses a Juliana Hatfield cover of Olivia Newton-John's <laughs> Physical. Wow. Oh, Andrew. <laughs> Did any? Why would anyone cover that song to start with? And then why would anyone subject someone else to it once they found this cover? That song is terrible. The video is even better. When you, when you watch the video coupled with the song, it is a sort of amazing that is incredibly enjoyable. But that is a terrible, yes. terrible song. I don't care who's covering it. That's an awful song, Andrew. I hope you enjoy listening to it. <sighs> That's why I live in a teepee. <laughs> oh, I almost forgot. Thank you, Mike. I wrote down in my notes at this point, Luke, stop interrupting. 
As Andrew is just trying to talk about Juliana Hatfield, Luke interrupted him. As he was trying to talk about Olivia Newton-John, Luke interrupted him. When he was trying to talk about this song, Luke interrupted him. And I was like, if I could come through this phone line right now and strangle you, I would do it. Not that I had a strong reaction. (laughs) Or anything. But he's got to stop doing that. And he's never going to. It was so frustrating. But uh, in the end, Caitlin attempted to save the episode with Silver by Waxahachie. I think it was so far gone that she did not succeed, but it was a valiant effort. Caitlin, thank you for trying. Is it? I have a question. Is it Waxahachie? Because in Texas, there's a there's a town called Waxahachie. I'm always like, is that just Luke? But I guess they spell it slightly differently. But uh, I have no idea. Sorry, that was just a Texas-based question. All I can do is go with what Luke said, because it's yeah. the only time I've ever heard it said out loud. All right. Housekeeping. Hello. Come in, please. You want some coffee? Mahalo. <laughs> she's, she's just like <laughs> doubling down. Um, all right, guys. Buy stuff from us. We've got some good merch up in there. 10710.com slash shop. Um, get your get your coffee mugs, your your t-shirts and whatnot. Um, the ar- Maybe a Coke. <laughs> Just cool. <laughs> Come in if you're thirsty. Um, the, the archive project is continuing. Contact Christy. I, I think it's going pretty well, but I'm sure we, I mean, it's just a continuing project. Um, mm-hmm. Buy stuff, stuff from us on Amazon, littleredbandwagon.com slash Amazon. I actually finally bookmarked it and I'm using it now. Um, so y'all can see the embarrassing like romance novels that I sometimes purchase. Um, and listen oh, to I'm on the forward to it. <laughs> um, I can get down with a romance novel. Listen, if they're well written, it's fine. Mm. Embarrassing, but fine. Now that and sometimes that is if the they're condition. not well written, they're even more entertaining. <laughs> I know it's it's a yeah. There not a lot of them meet that criteria. Um, earbuds mm-hmm. and earworms. It's mashups, so that should be kind of cool. Um, that's all right. just all girl talk. Oh God, probably. I would listen to that. I I don't I don't I didn't know that this was like a genre that happened. I just thought there were a few artists doing it, but I guess there's a lot of mashup type stuff out there. They're getting into genres I didn't even know were genres <laughs> at, uh, over at the earbuds and earworms. The vape pen thing last week. I don't know. Uh, if you want to get involved with our show, littleredbandwagon.com is a place to go. Throwyourphone.com if anything is uh, making you angry or making you happy. Or you just want to, just want to, um, yeah, hey, if you just want to get a Coke, come get a Coke at <laughs> throwyourphone.com. We have a Facebook page, uh, Little Red Bandwagon on Facebook. The show Twitter is at LRB Podcast. You can email us at littleredbandwagon at gmail.com. Our voicemail and text line is 802-432-TBTL, 802-432-8285. And with that, Hillary, why don't you get us out of here? Until next time, this is the next party. I love you, Jen. Nailed it. Hello. God, this is a really intrusive housekeeper.
shut up, Mike Frizzell.